with. Thank you so much for your time tonight. You. Um, you are a writer, yes. singer, podcaster, mm -hmm. author, <laughs> and a poet. Um, man, it's, it's so much in, encompassed in just one being. Like, how do you um, transfer one to the next? Because writing is incorporating with a lot of what you do. So how how do you incorporate all of that with what you actually do? Yes, so I always say, you know, more than anything, first things first, I'm always a writer, you know? So mm -hmm. I believe that words are so powerful and they are so important and impactful. Um, and a lot across just with what you say, right? I've always been a writer, I've always been a speaker, I've always had a way with words, I guess you could say, like the gift of gab. And so God has just given me these gifts and they just come out in different ways. I believe at its core, it's always writing, but it's just coming out in different ways. And so instead of saying, oh, let me just do this one thing, I try to honor them all, you know, and that, you know, whatever is recognized is recognized, you know, and I believe I can reach people in different ways through different means. So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And so let's talk about your podcast. Um, it's called Let's Heal. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with the idea of Let's Heal? Yeah, so initially Let's Heal came from my own personal place, right? So I've experienced, you know, a traumatic event that really changed the trajectory of my life a few years ago. Um, and in that place, I had a decision to make, right? And I think whenever we're going through traumatic situations, we always have a decision to make because right. we have to understand that although the trauma wasn't your fault, the healing is still your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And moment, you know, just me and God, and I'm, I'm really, um, I love to gush over God. I love to gush over Jesus because he's really the one who helped to bring me through that situation. And I don't know where I would be without him, honestly. So I'm just so grateful. And so in that place, in that place of trauma, in that place of pain and hurt, I made a decision. I said, you know what? I could either stay in this place of pain. I could either allow it to change me because I think a lot of times we go through things and it really changes our inner being and our core to where we don't remember who we are right right um, even in that place I made a decision that okay I'm not gonna change myself I'm gonna still continue to be sweet and kind and loving but in this place I have to heal in order to do that and I also knew that I had a responsibility to the people I would reach in my future you know each and every one of us we have a responsibility and we have people that we are attached to in our future so if I don't heal now how am I going to help the next person right, right. pretty much what I did I made that decision and from that place let's heal was born because it's like I'm not the only one you know out here you know struggling we're all struggling and you know even with my background in psychology and stuff like that I have that mindset also while at the same time I'm healing I'm still healing and so let's heal let's heal together so I call them my healing fam and that's how the podcast was born <laughs> I like that because a lot of times especially as people who need to get over something in life um, we look at people who have a voice mm -hmm. for for guidance and if you include yourself 
with what's going on and not make it seem like it's only a certain you know group of people that are dealing with it like the term let's instead of you know you heal or you this or you that i like when it's a a corporate or group type effort and i think that's one of the reasons why they do it in aa meetings (laughs) because it really helps break down barriers within people to say okay they've experienced this so we can relate on the same level of whatever pain we had and i know if they can do it i can do it Mm-hmm. So I really do like um, that approach and I, I definitely like the title. So I'm definitely going to be um, listening in and, and trying to figure out, you know, what a nugget said, you know, so um, I'm not sure, you know, what situation brought you to that, but I am grateful that, you know, God saw you through everything because that's the only one that's going to do it. <laughs> I don't care who we talk to. I don't care who we confide in. I don't care who we get mentorship from. If it ain't in God's hands, it ain't going to happen. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely will be listening to the podcast. And um, now, your your book, we'll, we'll get to the poems in just a moment. But your book um, yeah. is called A Healer's Heart, A poet, Poetic Journey from Trauma to Healing. Now, is that incorporated from some of what you just said or is it a different side or point of view from the healing process yeah so it's actually the same kind of um format in a sense but in poetic form so it's my poetic journey and in the book i reveal you know what happened as well as how i navigated through that from a poetic space um so it's separated in sections and it's coming out soon book is dropping soon (laughs) (laughs) just need to get publishing and everything together Mm -hmm. Um, goes through sections of um not just me personally but how we all uh navigate through trauma so there's a state of anguish where you're going through the initial blunt force or pain of whatever it is that you're going through Mm -hmm. and times instead of running to the source you know of our healing or instead of running to a place where we can start to heal we displace right second step so we may turn to drugs or we may turn to relationships you know in my case it was relationships I thought you know another person could maybe heal me and a lot of times we get in situations like that where we feel like hey you know um I'm hoping this person can heal me and even though it's not um like a conscious thought in our minds Mm -hmm. still thinking that way subconsciously like maybe if I get in this relationship I'll feel better or I'll be able to do better when to be honest the work is on us you know our ability to do that work so it just follows through my journey from a poetic standpoint um and it just shows how I came from that place of anguish all the way to the place of evolution because what we don't realize is that when we really take the time out to just sit with ourselves and to really process through the pain and even though it's so painful and it hurts so so bad and it's really really tough when we get to the other side we are almost like an evolved version of ourselves it's almost like the phoenix you know we die we come into a, a level of rebirth and you really feel it and you think like oh hey you know, a month ago or a year ago, I wasn't this Keisha, you know, I'm different. And it's an evolution, but we have to take the time out to love ourselves enough to sit with Mm -hmm. the 
sit with the hurt, sit with those things that are uncomfortable and really grow through it and heal from it. So that's what my book is about, A Healer's Heart. And it not only highlights God's heart as the healer, but it highlights how I became a healer through my pain. A lot of times we don't realize our pain is the doorway to being the person we're supposed to be for others. Absolutely. And for me, I'm a healer. And yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, I, I like what you said because I seen something, I can't even remember how long ago it was, but it stuck with me because most women go through the same thing when it comes to relationships because you're, you're trying to make sure, one, you, you did the right thing, whatever you left, and then you get into the next situation and it's like, okay, this is a fresh start. I know I'll do better. I, this person is going to bring out something else in me and this and that. But the biggest takeaway that I took from anything that I've done was to sit with whatever was hurting me. You, yeah. it, it has to process. Everything that feels yucky, feels disgusting, feels hurtful, feels embarrassing, you have to sit with it and process it through. Because if you don't, going to be back in the same vicious cycle it's going to have the same emotions it's going to have the same effect and reactions or whatever the case may be so i really like that to where you know you have to sit with it and process you know what is actually taking place and how to move away from it because sometimes people really just don't know how to change you know yeah. um that's that's some things that people aren't taught i mean I, I wasn't taught how to change certain things about me like when you're a child to a teenager and a teenager to a grown woman it's like okay i do this this way now mm -hmm. but that might not be the right way for me in two years you know right. so it's a lot of growing and a lot of changing um that has to take place when it comes to healing yes yeah and definitely with that and just understanding that it's a process and it's okay you're not gonna heal overnight you're not gonna you may not heal in a year you know everybody has their own time frame of healing and that is okay you'll know when you're you become whole you will know yes a response um that is different than how you responded before you know the way you process things will be different the way you perceive the way you see the world will now be different because you've sat with that and you've healed right and the information coming from the outside has come in and you've taken the time to process it now your perception has changed and therefore you know you've healed you know you've evolved right so yeah. absolutely absolutely okay and so i'm just gonna play just a little bit of one of the poems right now so let me know if you can hear it. This one is options. Okay. To be able to hear it. You can hear it.
that your immature hands have grabbed and did fingers of regret while painting this version of myself that only you see. Never a queen, although you speak with conviction when you hear my name, I am surrounded by other colors that shine just a little bit brighter. that's beautiful like I'm, I'm a lyrical person okay and <laughs> i'll be listening to like everywhere like heard a couple of double entendres and every i'm like this <laughs> yeah. this is hard like this is really hard i love um spoken word too so um and you're from west palm right yes yeah <laughs> um there is there was a church we went to that had the group oh jackie hill perry do you know yes yeah. yeah i i i used to go to their things all the time um when they first started and then they went to west palm and we me and my friends drove down and heard um jackie hill perry her husband um mm -hmm. the other tall guy that plays the guitar oh my gosh um but back to what i was saying i really really i'm lyrical and how you worded that so well um to just describe being an option for somebody that was just like oh my god no if you are not artistic in any manner you probably won't really understand unless somebody broke it down because you use a lot of everything to paint this picture of what was going on emotionally and everything mm -hmm. um uh, tell me about how how you felt writing this particular poem and if it was specifically somebody who made you you know an option at the at the time yeah so definitely it was a specific person um but i think even in that place it was representative of um a few different people but when i wrote it i was really inspired by the particular one particular person in a particular situation mm -hmm. Um, I think I was just feeling a lot at that time. It was a very heavy place for me. Like I said, I was in that period of displacement. So instead of running to God, instead of running to my source of healing, I was running to this person and this person ended up being a narcissist. How wonderful. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> a narcissist and toxic. And, you know, um, I don't know if you know, but like with narcissists in the beginning, they love bomb you. So, you know, they're showering with all this love and all this affection and then they slowly pull away and you just don't understand. And then I'm in this place where I'm feeling like I'm an option to you. Like you rather be out with your boys and talk to me. And, you know, we're not even in the same place. You just yeah. move 
they're long distance. It's like we need to keep some type of communication. I'm not asking for a lot. Um, and I think this story is even representative of a lot of women who are in relationships where they're giving more than they're receiving. And it's just, they just become spiritually bankrupt. You know, it's like this, this very desert like place within your soul. Mm -hmm. I feel like from that I was feeling so much and I just was like, let me write. It was the only way to really get it out. Um, a lot of times when you hear like my poems and even when you hear the poetry project coming out, a lot of those poems were written in very, um, in very, how do I say this? Very emotionally fueled moments in my life. Like I remember them, you know, they have an imprint on me. And in that moment, I was just like, uh, even when I try to talk to other people about it, it's like they don't understand, like they understand a piece, but they're like, oh, you know, trying to make excuses for the person. They're like, you're not getting what I'm saying. And so in that place, I was like, the only way I can really get this out without self-destructing mm -hmm. <laughs> is to write it. And so by writing it, it came out and that's how it came out. And so I'm just grateful because I believe, you know, poetry is, you know, my gift from God and it comes out that way. Um, but it's, it's really just what I was feeling and experiencing. Absolutely. I, um, I can agree. Writing things down really does make you feel better. When I broke up with my ex a couple of years ago, there was so much stuff that I needed to say that I wanted to say, but because we were not speaking, I just felt trapped. And I had this idea first to film myself talking. <laughs> and of course I would get emotional so I couldn't finish the film. And then I would just start writing down some things, just like, even if it was one or two sentences a day, it was just like, I need to get it out so I could feel better or at least get that thought out of the way so I can move to the next thought and get that thought out of the way. Like processing it that way, people don't realize writing is a way of releasing as well. Like I, I've been a part of that process. So I know that that really, really works. Like. I'm not as poetic as you, but <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, to, just get, to just get it out and, and let those feelings roll, it, it definitely helps the situation. So yeah. Um, have you thought about having your poems in like plays or have you had them in plays or um, short films or anything? kind of, you know, had a vision of where I would like my poetry to go. Um, but I think that would be beautiful. That's a really awesome book. I, I know a, pro a producer um, that does plays. She's really good. Um, and I, I wanted to submit it to her to see if she, you know, um, I know she's already, um, she has one play that she does all the time. So I'm pretty sure there's not any edits for that. But if she has anything else in the works, I think that would be like a good, um, both of them actually, to be honest with you, <laughs> I like both of them. Um, those would be good submissions. I'll, I'll just kind of, you know, see what she got going on to see if, you know, she's working on a new project and if she's open to some spoken word pieces and then I could just slide them to her and be like, I know this really cool girl. Well, that would be amazing yes of course of course um but i really do feel like that would set the tone for a lot because she she does it's called head over heels and it's about relationships her play um so i think that when i was listening to it i'm like she really should hear this because she might have something to come out of it if she if she listens to it so 
yeah I, i'll definitely um get at it i gotta get at it about a whole bunch of stuff but i would <laughs> definitely I, I mean i wish i wrote plays or something something to where i can be like insert this here <laughs> but um i also put it on my website too because i usually put the new music or whatever um so that people who go to the um, website they can listen so i'll, I'll upload those too just to kind of give it some plays yeah. um, of course of course mm -hmm. and let me see i think i had one more thing before we played our little game you know i have to do games <laughs> Um, okay. So two things. First, when did you first acknowledge that you really had a passion for poetry and, and just writing, um, whether songs or books or just like, when was the first moment you were like, oh, I really like doing this? Yeah. Um, I would say when I really came into the realization of myself and I started growing and started really writing, I was probably in, I was in middle school. Yeah, I was in sixth grade and they used to have this little booklet cause I went to an art school. So, you know, the art department created the booklet and the communications department put it out and they were like, oh, if you have poems or pictures to submit, send it. And I think that was the first time I really started, you know, writing. I had been kind of writing very, you know, simple, rudimentary poetry at the time um, before I like in, like in elementary school. And then I really started to write more. Um, but you know, it kind of evolved more into like rapping, <laughs> which I, I still do here and there. Um, so I was rapping for a while. And then I, I really wanted to be a rapper. Like I'm nobody could tell me, me to steal. <laughs> I still want my one hit wonder. Somebody gonna give me one good hit. <laughs> Nobody could tell me nothing. <laughs> and when um, I, I went to, you know, I started college and things like that. I started to go through different things. And it was like, man, I can't keep up, you know, this rapping and this rap career right now. And I just, I just feel so weird. And then I went through this weird space where I just stopped doing music, stopped writing, all of that. I just ceased. And then from those situations is what birthed my poetry back into me. And it was like such a mature form. I was just looking at it like, whoa, like this is so mature, but it was me. And it was that evolved self that I talked about earlier that was coming out and beginning to write. And so that's how I kind of came into this place. And I feel like poetry is just like that evolved space for me that I've grown into, so. Awesome, awesome. And if you could work with anybody in entertainment doing whatever it is you want to do, who would it be and why? Wow, this is hard. Um, anyone in entertainment who really inspires me? Um, I, I'm not sure. I have a lot of people that inspire me. Who do you listen to the most or watch? this is tough because I haven't really been like listening you know like I listen to worship music here and there I haven't to be honest like I do love you know other artists and I wouldn't mind collaborating but I think my vision is really to create a lane and a space for spoken word artists in the music industry and I think that's not really there right now so I I honor all artists you know and I respect them 
but I also think that I want to create something new for all my spoken word artists where they can be seen as a music artist. So it's kind of like I'm breaking through and creating a new lane. Right. Um, that's why, you know, that poetry project that you just play kind of represents that. So Absolutely. I don't have anyone off the top of my head. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, I just usually ask because for, you know, whatever you speak into existence, it's going to happen. So if at whatever point you felt like there was someone that you wanted to work with, that would be the prime time to be like, yeah, I would love to work with such and such. Because I know me. I would love to work with Dave, Dave Chappelle. I would love to work with Ellen. Oh. I would love to work with Eddie Murphy. I would love to work with Angela Bassett. Like, I got a whole list of people. <laughs> yeah. So I would never not say anything in that moment because our, our words have power. So, um, but for you, you're creating your lane for spoken word artists. And that is definitely a big platform that I can see happening. Like, even if it starts out to be intros to songs, it still is a positive. Because I, I heard, like, if you, have, I don't think you heard, you probably heard the um, the album by T.I. Um, Libra. He has three tracks with a comedian actually talking. And mm -hmm. she does about two minutes before the next song each time. And okay. so I can, I can see that. I can see that actually happening. And then it goes into a song or a rap or something. Yeah, but. yeah. A few artists, like I know Kehlani, um, she worked with Raina Biddy and she yes. did a and that was such a fire intro, you know. So and um, just recently, uh, Jasmine Sullivan's um, Hotels. Okay. Definitely, yeah, definitely. They had their, their, um, their poetic way of introducing what happened to them at whatever time in their life so yeah i can definitely see that it's it's becoming a bigger thing than what it used to be so absolutely absolutely okay well we have a few minutes and the game that we're gonna play i play this probably my first when i first opened the cards but it's which would you pick mashups so okay. There's a light green and a dark green, so I have to read them both, and you have to tell me which one you would pick um, <laughs> over the other one. <laughs> so the first one, we'll probably do two, maybe three, depending. Um, mm -hmm. The first one is, which would you pick? Um, have your speech replaced with the singular word sausages or have to spend every other month walking around naked in public? <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll go with sausages. Okay, because you can't say anything else. All you can say is sausages, 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 sausages. No, nobody would, would never know what you're saying. You're just saying sausages. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I'll probably just walk around naked for a month. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just, just put me somewhere, you know, where Adam and Eve first was, and, you know, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> No, I probably would take sausages. I don't know. Because, oh, I don't know. Because people, either way, people would think I'm a freak. Like, I walk around naked while I'm saying sausages. Wait, why are you saying sausages? <laughs> sausages. Sausage, sausage, sausage. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, she's a freak. Put yeah. her away. Like, uh -huh. take her away. Seriously. <laughs> okay, next one. Which would you pick? 
have your speech replaced with the sound of Bohemian Rhapsody when you open your mouth or have to narrate everything you see aloud forever? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a hard one. I do love Bohemian Rhapsody. That is a dope song by Queen. Um, dang, I don't know. Probably narrate, because, you know, I already like talking, so I'd be like, you know, and here is my mother in her natural habitat. <laughs> I would definitely narrate, too. I would, I would narrate because it would get on people's nerves. Like, I would, I would do it specifically for that point. Yeah, she just walked two feet ahead of me for no reason, because she's trying to hurry up and get in front of me in the line. Like, I would just literally go crazy over her. Yeah, like like oh and the person behind me behind me you know it might help it might yeah help. Yeah. oh my bad you know it might help that way or it might end up being a fight or <laughs> <laughs> okay last one okay wait that one don't go with that one oh there we go all right have everything you touch turn to ice or have everything you touch catch on fire? Um, I would say ice because, you know, ice will eventually melt, right? But fire, you're going to set the whole place on fire and it's going to be a problem. I, I would choose fire. You would choose fire? I would choose fire. Really? I mean, because, I mean, the Bible doesn't say anything about the Holy Ghost being ice, so I would be like... <laughs> Holy Ghost fire, like burn them up, burn the sin, burn it, burn the sin off, off. <laughs> burn <it> down, child. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, gotta worry about it. You cold? Definition yeah. of <laughs> that's just me being crazy. I would literally burn a whole bunch of things that probably would be not be nice, but if they're frozen, they would have to stay frozen forever. So, oh. I will burn them to to shreds. I, oh. <laughs> I like the energy though. I liked it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, you know. I, I would rather do it than to leave them in the hands of an angry God. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Amen. Because I, I I won't I won't give you time to to suffer. You don't need to suffer all your life. Just burn. Burn. <laughs> I'm so bad. Know, it's like I know I know I'm so bad I'm crazy but <laughs> thank you so much oh my gosh um so many wonderful things happening for you um I I do wish you the best in everything especially your book can't yeah. wait for it to be completed please let me know so I can get a copy um and again I'm gonna submit your poems um once I kind of warm up to it and then I'll submit it and then I'll tell you, because I do want to follow up with you and let you know. Um, she might not have anything right now, but then again, it's a new year, so you never know. Yeah. You don't know if you try. <laughs> I'm, I'm always open, you know? So if she ever wanted me to write something that is related to that theme, like, I'm going to be open. So. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Well, thank you again for stopping by Lois Lane Radio. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. I really taking the time out. God bless you in everything that you do. I pray that he keeps you and protects you and just elevates you to another level in 2021.
Thank you. Same to you. Sure. Thank All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. <laughs>